This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another thrilling installment of the Weirdly Enough podcast. I'm Andy Kane. I'm joined with Len Johnson. Hello, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, do remember you can like and subscribe to us on uh, on socials. On the socials. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or, well, well, you subscribe through your podcast apps. So uh, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find weirdly enough. I'm always surprised because there's all these new podcast directories and things coming out all the time. And I'm always surprised. Weirdly enough, it's always up there. So they, they share them and, and, well, and they're all around. What so. other ones are we on? Oh, I don't know. The list's too too huge to mention, but it's it's all the main ones anyway. You can oh, right, yeah. you find us fairly easily. Uh, we're on uh, what do you call it? Spotify. We're on Deezer. We're on. Are we on Podomatic? I don't know what Podomatic is, but oh, I should. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, Podomatic. I don't, I've never heard of Podomatic. Is that? Uh, I would listen to loads of stuff in Podomatic. I think we're on Spreaker. <laughs> oh, of course, we're on Spreaker. Yeah, we're on Spreaker. Spreaker. I would listen to loads of stuff on, on, on Spreaker. That's, that's right. good. We need to get on Podomatic and, and Spreaker. Here. I imagine we're on it. I don't know. Podomatic, you have to download a. a I've got player. Yeah, I've got the app on my phone for Podomatic. All right. Well, can you have you not like searched for yourself on it then? I, I did, but I, c- I couldn't find us. Right. Okay. We on. I assume they generally all share uh, the information. So yeah, if, yeah. if we're on one, so if download Podomatic here. Um, just be interested to make sure we're on Podomatic and Spreaker. You have to log in. Oh, sick. Mm, sign up. Not right now. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna sign in. You see, we may think we're wasting time in this podcast by doing this, but that's a sort of promotion, <laughs> is it? Right? We're like saying, <laughs> yeah, we've got the okay, K kids. We've got this yeah. new, new play platform. There is a list somewhere uh, of of where we are, but. Um, yeah, because uh, Spreaker's a big one. Like I would like get loads of things on Spreaker and download them for my my my, my tippy right. you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can listen to them on my my various commutes, and when I'm down, you know, in um, Asda or um, you know, like B and M bargains or whatever, you know, Bam Bleach. Can, and we're we're on Podchaser. Oh right, I've heard of Podchaser. Yeah. We're on TuneIn. We're on Deezer. Yes. We're on Listen Notes. Yes. I haven't heard of that. Uh, Stitcher. St- oh, we're on Stitcher. Happy yeah, days, oh, we're yeah. on Stitcher, all right. <laughs> iHeartRadio. That's not, not even available in the UK, but we're on Right, that. okay. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the, all the big ones. But we're also on YouTube. Yes, we're on YouTube. We haven't got many subscribers, so we've only got 17. And we're on Pod Friend, a friend in your bed. Yeah. Well, that, we used to do hospital radio. A friend in your bed. A friend in your bed. So there you are. We're on... Uh... Do you know what... That's almost as creepy as you see on, on Twitter. People always talk about sliding into your DMs. Oh yeah, yeah. it's very creepy though, doesn't it? Slide. Slide into your DMs. I think it's supposed to be creepy. All right. Yeah. Have you ever slid into anybody's DMs? No, I think it, there's that song. Um, uh, your boyfriend's in my DMs. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but it's something about yeah. like you, you better tell him to get out of my DMs. Yeah, something like that, and. I think that's what it is, you know, because he's starting to try and cheat over over a DM, which oh, is a direct message, I believe. Oh, plus it was that day to be alive, but to be young was very hard. Yes. <laughs> oh, brave new world. DMs. It has such people on it. Imagine what it's going to be like in 20 years. You see, that's all in 20 years' time. 
would just be, I have a theory about this. Yeah. It will go over a virtual reality. Yeah. Now, I know people have been talking about virtual reality really since the 80s, but it's never really been a thing. What's well, that augmented reality? Oh, no, that's something different. But you will be getting to a stage of, it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. People will be more and more, they'll be, because I definitely think, again, this is going to be a topic that I want to do in the future. Yeah. On uh-huh. the podcast of transhumanism. Okay. Which is a thing. There's It's not just like nerds. <laughs> talking about this on the internet, it's like there's also intellectual philosophers and thinkers talking about this being the next stage of human evolution. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Where you become, two things are going to happen, you'll be getting almost like bionic man. So you'll be extending your lifespan and, you know, health and whatnot. So, say, like, you get a dicky ticker. Yeah. You, you have, tigger. Well, suppose you got pacemakers and stuff like yeah, that. So really, that? sort of gone about bionic. Um, kind of- yeah, all, all those like triple and quadruple heart bypasses that would have been like really scary uh, back yeah, in yeah. the day. I, I've been uh, reading Bob Mortimer's autobiography about his bypass, and it seems to be pretty mundane now for the surgeons. Certainly not for the person undergoing it, but it seems to be pretty standard for the surgeons. Well, there'd be two things at play here. You have. That going on, but also the, the virtual reality argumentative, sorry, augment, I can't even pronounce it. So many words I can't pronounce. Augmented reality. reality that word, oh, how do you say that? Augmented reality. That's I think the one, that yeah. is different to virtual reality in that with augmented reality, you can make things appear in your, in your world. So, uh, so it's like this, um, avatar. Yeah. They're augmented reality because they're not really there, but they're put into reality. You know, they're they're kind of augmented into reality. I think that's what's happening. Well, you see, there's two things recently that got me thinking about this. There's a, a thing on Radio Four. This guy was talking about um, the virtual office. Yeah. So the yeah. idea is that you work from home and your little your little pod and your smart city apartment. Uh-huh. You know, and we don't we don't, we don't travel anymore because that's bad for the environment. You say uh-huh. so we don't travel. They just set on these yeah. fast apartment but, blocks. But yeah. my see, my concern with working from home is the lack of social contact, but never fair. Because in in the brave new world, sort of post twenty thirty, you'll be able to have like a, a virtual interaction. So you can have like a virtual coffee yeah. in your virtual tea room if you're virtual chums. So and we'll all have like I mean we could sit and never go outside our houses and do the podcast. But we'd be sitting here like little avatars of ourselves hmm. interacting and drinking but little virtual beers and stuff like you that. Wouldn't you, know? need, you wouldn't even need real people to virtually interact with because there'd be, you know, computer friends yeah. in the future. Yeah. Our friends electric. Yes. <laughs> the ghost in the machine. Indeed. And the other thing um, they were talking about, or the thing that came across, yes, I forget the name of it, but there's some new game show. This is really freaking. I have to take it out. Sandy and Langer or whatever. But it was a new thing in America where it's like, it's like all avatars. It's like a talent show. Right. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you know, like, uh-huh. what do you call those musical ones? You know, the, the voice and stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like the, the voice. Person. Yeah. Funnily enough, this one has our old friend, Will I Am. Oh, Will I Am pops up everywhere. Our old yeah. chum, Will I Am, yeah. uh-huh. pops up like a bad penny. Um, but Will I Am and other celebs are on this. Um, and it's, they're up a panel and they're ju- judging the singers. It's all very bog uh-huh. standard. But what the difference is, it's all avatars. Right. So, but basically, I think the shtick is, it's all these people that 
they lack confidence because they're too chubby or they're too bald or they're too old or too saggy or they're too giggy or they're just crapping you know, horribly shy. Yeah. They've all got great voices, but they can never put themselves <laughs> forward because their lack of confidence because they're not like conventionally you know, some mm. of them are fine looking, but it just it's in their own heads they've got issues with confidence and whatnot. So the idea is they're all strapped up to these kind of you know these motion capture kind of things. Yes, you see. Uh-huh. you know these yeah. horrible you know. And what do the avatars look like? Are they kind of like Freaky. cartoons? Or, they're they're yeah. like oh, do you know? Do you ever see a dreadful film? You know Avatar. Yeah, you know, horrible film. Just a waste. Never of, seen it, but yeah, you're not missing much. It's all nonsense, like but um, <laughs> you know these kind of weird, kind of green, kind of purple. Yeah, the blue kind people. Of, yeah, I, I, I will get. I'll research that. I'll send you the link. It's absolutely freaky. But they, these these avatars, you know, so it's it's like their voices, but it's like and and the avatars. Yeah. So mm-hmm. say you want to be better looking. Okay. Yeah. Or if you want to swap gender or be like a different race, like you said, if you fancied being a, like a sassy black woman. Okay. Yeah. How do you know I'm not? You could be a sassy black woman. Okay. You know, it's actually quite interesting, but it's it's again, this is what we're, you're moving towards this sort of yeah virtual reality sort of thing. You know, interesting. Uh, we'll have to move on, but talking yeah. of game shows, have you heard about this thing on Netflix, Squid Game or Squid Game? Yeah, it's, it's 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 a big thing. Now. It sounds absolutely awful. I think it sounds very interesting. It's it's you know it's I've Korean, heard isn't it? People that have watched that have said it's just terrible. The gore and violence and all. Oh, I don't know. But that's, anyway. that's but that's what the masses want. The it's like you know ancient Rome and the final days. They yes. want, that's what the masses like. They they like violence. <laughs> they like sex. They like death. They like sport. That's what the masses like. The masses have all you turned know? off because we've been talking for nearly ten minutes. So today we're talking about Phantom Time. And uh, did the did the Middle Ages ever happen? That's how I was explaining it to somebody who was asking me what the podcast is about today. Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, what year is it? Twenty twenty one, I think, isn't it? Yeah, wrong. It's actually seventeen twenty one. Okay, right. According so, to so we lost what three hundred years. Basically, basically yeah. the idea is it's a fandom time hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Now this was first set out by a guy called Heribert Illig, which is a German guy. Now he has been working on this idea since nineteen ninety one, and basically his concept is that the church, the medieval church had a thing about the millennium. They were obsessed with the millennium. Right, yeah, so their right. millennium was the year 1000. Uh-huh. Um, so what they did was they basically forged dates. Uh, and it was done in cahoots with the Holy Roman Emperor at the time. Okay. And the Byzantine uh-huh. Emperor and all, all the sort of guys. Back in about what? In the 600s or something? Ba- basically the or? medieval times. Um, basically, um, they decided that... Now there's 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 zero evidence outside the back of us all. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um basically Pope Sylvester the Second, Holy Roman Emperor, Otto the Third, and Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh. And they were obsessed with this idea of the millennium, the year one thousand. So they thought it would be really exciting to to see if they reigned during the year 1000, but now this was actually the year 703. Okay. So this, so it's, just, this is quite yeah. head melting when you think about it, but I'll try and remember these dates. So this is the year 703, so this is the dark ages. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there thinking, oh, it'd be great to, because at the time they were trying to like revive the Roman Empire 
and try and claim all that kind of glory. And also there was this whole thing of, it was about like, do you remember the way people were obsessed with the year 2000? Yes. Uh-huh. There was a similar thing going on okay. in the run-up to the year 1000. And there was two kind of schools of thought. There was one school that thought, it's the end of the world, it's going yeah. to be a pocket up. Like, then other people thought basically Jesus would come back and it would be a glorious time. Yeah. And uh-huh. it was the year, you know, all these sort of people were looking at the Bible and thinking, making calculations and thinking it's all going to kick off in, in 1000. So these guys, to seize the glory, thought, well, why don't we just say it's the year 1000? Yeah. Because how would people know? Fast forward. Because yeah, everyone's like, ag- they're like ignorant peasants. They don't yeah. actually know where they are. So we'll just say it's a thousand. Uh, one thing I was going to say is that you were saying at the start, you know, there's no evidence to support that this actually happened. But, yeah. And I was going to say, well, is there not evidence that could disprove, disprove it? Like, yeah. you know, things have been found, relics and things yeah. from those years. But if you think back, there's a lot of relics kind of from the last thousand years up yeah, to yeah. now. So Viking stuff, Norman stuff, yeah. stuff like that. And there's relics going back to biblical times. Yeah, like yeah. The Turin Shroud and, and those kind of relics. There isn't really anything from yeah. know, 600 to 900, really. The, and historians will often talk about this being the, the Dark Ages. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like this big gap in history. You see, that's, to my mind, it sort of almost ties in with the whole idea of Tartaria. Okay. This yeah. idea that the, the timeline's been messed about. What was the Tartaria up. one? That was the weird. That was this idea that every few hundred years. Oh, the mud flood. Civilization is reset yeah. by a mud flood. Uh huh. And it's like the Tartarians say, you know, whenever you go around towns and you've got all the sort of neo-classical architecture, like, you know, like the City Hall. Yes. Uh-huh. They'd look at the City Hall and say, oh, it's a Tartarian temple. Uh-huh. And they're all obsessed with, like, free energy. And they probably look at that and think, oh, it's for, for generating, like, free energy or whatever, okay. you know, uh-huh. yeah. from the ley lines and yes. whatnot, you know. Back to um, the old ley lines again. But basically, um, they, they reckon that the Pope and the two am- Ambers we're, we're padding out and basically making up kind of history. Um, and elegant supporters claim that there's no, um, evidence of anything actually existing between, as you say, between the year 614 and the year 911. There's okay. like no, nothing can actually be solidly dated. So it ties into what you're saying about there's no, no evidence. Mm. And he also points out there's what they call Romanesque architecture in Europe, which ex- existed as late as the 10th century. So he thinks that the Roman Empire fell a lot more recently than was thought. So his idea was basically, we basically moved from like Roman Empire to Renaissance. Okay. And that the Dark Ages and medieval times were just completely middle. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's this idea that by his reckoning, it should be the eight times century right now. What about the Vikings and people like that though? Well, I suppose you could maybe argue that those guys lived out in the fringes of Europe. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they were kind of barbaric. Uh, yeah. So it, that wouldn't sort of, that would kind of tie on kind of okay with okay. it. You know, the fairy log, you know. Um, now another thing he uses is there's no, documentation or very little documentation on the expansion of Islam throughout Europe at the time and also there's not many references to Jewish peoples what they were doing at this time right. it sort of goes straight from the biblical times to kind of yeah. more modern times uh-huh. so there's you know there's no kind of there's like again this kind of idea of this break in the timeline uh-huh. you know uh-huh. um, but connecting all the dots now it's he says it he says it becomes clear that 297 years are missing from the histories of many cultures and civilizations. There's a quote here. He says, nobody looks over the whole situation 
and therefore nobody is astonished that the same structural problems occur in different disciplines. So it's a it's a very interesting kind of idea. Um, what about things like carbon dating? Could you not get something? Well, he, he, they that we say, know is two thousand years. Old, they old, say old. that they can't find stuff from that right. time. Well, what about getting something that is supposed to have been around in biblical times and trying to date it to two thousand years? Don't be an untrusting way. Yeah. I'll say yeah, it could work. Um, it came up in pop culture in November twenty thirteen during the fiftieth anniversary of Canada's assassination. Um, there's a thing called the BS Report podcast, uh-huh. and here a sports and pop culture writer, Bill Simmons, had writer Chuck Klosserman and former MTV writer and news news guy Chris Conley on to discuss the conspiracy theories surrounding JFK's death. Um, and one of the theories that Klosserman brought up, and it was indirectly related to JFK, was the phantom time hypothesis. Okay. Uh, he said that there are 300 years that some scholars believe are unaccounted for. He attributed it to, to King's Emperor's rulers, adding years to their reigns so that they lasted longer when history looked back. Because if you look at that period of time, there's all these guys that are mentioned, and there's like no evidence about what they did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, one thing I sort of was one, you know, when you ever just fall down rabbit holes on Wikipedia or whatever. So one night I came back from a night out and I was a bit bored. So I thought, for, for some reason, there, there's, there's some report about the royals and about ancestry. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, on TV. So I thought, oh, it'd be interesting to see how, f- you know, look at the line of success, succession. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's weird kind of, it only goes back so far. Yeah. And then it just disappears into the mist of history. Because there were kind of kingdoms and stuff throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there wasn't just one king, one ruler. And you say you look at the history, and there's the more and more you like on top, there's strange kind of gaps and mysterious things all the time. It's like the pugs. Mm. You know, the pugs are strange people. Like you say, because I remember going with you to Scotland one time, we went for a drive, and once you get up past Dundee, you're sort of getting more towards, I suppose, North East Scotland. And you're getting under, I remember seeing a sign, it was like, oh, you're entering Pictland. Right. Picks you yeah. stuff, uh-huh. like, you know. Yeah. But the weird thing is, nobody knows anything about the Picts. They don't know much about their culture, or their language, or where they came from, mm. or what really happened to them. But they just dominated this whole area of Scotland for hundreds, hundreds of years, you know. And um, what was it, the Vikings got rid of them, or how did they disappear? Well, they sort of, they blended in with different people, because in Scotland, the Scoti came over. They were basically like a Gaelic tribe from yeah. Ireland. Um, and they sort of fought with the Picts for a while and then sort of intermarried with them. And then you, know, you had like the Vikings and Anglo-Saxons and stuff coming in as well. Right. So it's just one of these kind of weird things. I mean, that's, and again, funnily enough, that a pit pops up in the, the dark ages sort of time. Um, now, it's not just this guy, the German guy, Illig, that's under this. There's another guy called... Um, Anatoly Fromanko. Okay. Heard of him? No, I haven't. No. He's a, a Russian mathematician. Okay. That became fascinated by this and he developed a theory called the New Chronology. Yes. Um, and he basically thinks that um, pre Renaissance history was fabricated again, most of the time, the, the behest of the church at the time. And basically, um, a lot of things that they say. It basically happened in different places. Um, like, for example, here's a theory that the Babylonian captivity described in the Bible, in which the Jews of the kingdom of Judah were invaded by Babylon and held captive there for seven, 70 years in the 6th century BC, is actually a false history. 
And it was actually inspired by the 70-year Avion papacy period in which seven popes resided in Avion in France, um, as opposed to Rome due to pressure from the French monarchy. So he thinks different things happen in different places at different times. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we're, we're kind of mixed up. Uh-huh. And in Russia, um, and he, he thinks as well that the Russians have a very, they take a, a bigger part in the history than normally would be acknowledged. And in Russia, it's tied in with, there's a lot of sort of, on the more nationalistic side, people would be very into this very, and random people like Gary Kasparov, right. the chess player, he's obsessed by this. He thinks this is the, yeah. the, the new thing. This is how you explain um, everywhere. Um, now, there's an English edition of his book uh, that was published in 2003 under the title History, Fiction or Science. Um, so basically, you can get into that. I think you can get it on Amazon, and it basically explains that um, how the whole thing works. He says British history in particular is completely broken and, and kind of mixed up. And he says that basically from the Roman occupation, the way in the conquer is completely, the dates are all wrong. It's all kind of confused. Um, and he says that the Roman Empire actually began at the ninth, ninth, ninth century and its eastern half, which is the Byzantine Empire, was actually the, the tree center of it. Okay. So it's a, it's, it's very interesting. And again, it's one of these topics that I think, to be honest, you could do, you could do a whole series on yeah, it. It's very, okay. I, I was a wee bit nervous about doing this because, see, to be honest, it's very complicated. It's very dense. That's only a very, very kind of quick mm. overview of the whole thing, but it's just that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, I think yeah, I'm going to go and dig into it and find out a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks uh, for covering that. We'll be back with our uh, weird shorts just after this. Oh, do you know what I really hate? You know what? When you're declared officially dead, there's so much paperwork and faff to go into to get this decision reversed, isn't there? It is, yeah. That's what happened to a French woman, Jeannie uh, uh, um, uh, Pouchain, she's called. She's from the Loire Valley uh, region. Uh, apparently, it all came out after a blunder made during a legal hearing into an employment issue. And Pouchain says that uh, she no longer exists, calling the situation macabre. Uh, it reminds me of the old Reason Murder song about being trapped in your flat. After the council presumed the protagonist had died. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Trapped in my flat. That I don't remember that one. Oh, I love Trapped in my flat. You should look that up. Uh, and uh, we mentioned last week about that fellow in Turkey who ended up joining his own search party following a heavy drinking session. We've all done things like that that we regret. But one bel- uh, one uh, Birmingham man has ended up... Oh. <laughs> one Birmingham man has ended up doing something rather silly when drunk and suddenly... It's all come back to him. Uh, this is Thomas Dodd. He changed his name to Celine Dion. Right. After a few too many libations and after watching uh, a concert by the Quebec singer. Celine Dion, as we'll call him from now on, has decided not to rush into changing his name back, however, after he received the certificate in the post a few days after Christmas last year. Apparently, he also paid a fee of £89 online. So he's got like. How did it. they change his name? Online, you can do it. You just uh, fill out a form, apparently, send off the money, and probably just put in your credit but card. But presumably, details. it's not legal because I mean, you're not like properly. Oh, well, it is. It's done by Dupol. That's it. Yeah, that's how easy it is. By the looks of it, that seems about too easy to do. He did it, it some night. Yeah, strange. So now he's legally slain down. Yeah. <laughs> 
They really need to look at that law, you mm. know? Uh, and Utah is suffering from extreme drought at the moment, and it's ended up exposing a ghost town lost after the federal government built a dam in 1957, which now impounds the Rockport Lake. Back in the 50s, the area was home to 27 families, totaling about 200 people. The area was first settled in the 19, uh, sorry, 1860s. Uh, the extremely low water has exposed the foundation uh, of the town for the first time in 64 years. And a drone pilot has taken pictures of the area, which he reveals remnants of roads and houses. If you look at our Facebook, I've put a link to the YouTube uh, video there. This year also saw the uncovering of a town in the Italian Alps called Carzon, uh, which was submerged also in the 1950s. Uh, eerie photos of that show that the church bell tower sticking out of the water. It's quite, mm, it's quite it's an eerie fun. one to see. Uh, anyway, thanks very much for listening. Do uh, subscribe. Give us a, a review if you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can email podcast at weirdlyenough.com. Talk to you next week, folks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.